Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. Some people can 
consider something an idol. The same thing other people would not consider an idol. But here's what I tell you. Check with the Lord. Check with the Lord. See what the Lord has to say about it. Because, you know, we don't know. We don't know. And, you know, sometimes we want to believe that we're doing the right thing. And we're really not doing the right thing. So before you get into trouble with God, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and see whether uh, that thing in your life is an idol or not. Okay? All right. Well, Block Talk Radio was down on Tuesday, so there was no Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day. But we did have a wow Wednesday, and the ladies ruled. Let me let you know that. Yes. Oh, we got to talking with our girlfriend, Vivian, and her socially conscious segment. And Vivian talked about the $6 billion that the Biden administration plans on spending on their clean water initiative in order to remove the lead Pipes, yes, 10 million homes, schools, and child care facilities all have old pipes. And so, you know, they want to make sure that the kitties get some clean water. So it's their intent to switch out those uh, pipes. But Grants and Forgivable Loans is the name of the game. Yep, that's how they're going to get that money distributed. And uh, the ladies were not too happy about that. Mm-mm. Well, we got to talking, and we talked about the steps to stilling that inner storm in you. Yes. Listen. Most times I don't go in order, but this particular time we started off with stop and pay attention. I can't even seem to get past that point. Such a, I mean, such a massive, massive point. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Look around. Pay attention to what's happening and see you know, what's happening with you, with your environment, so that you can, you know, get to the root of what's going on. Because how can you still stop, prevent, or address that in the storm at all if you don't even know what's going on? Well, we talked about so many things to stop that in the storm or to still that in the storm. And we ended up with give thanks and praise to God. Yes. That's not the last thing you do. But that was the last point we made. And let me tell you something. You want to make sure you definitely praise God. Okay. All righty. Well. Therapeutic Thursday rolled around and up. Pastor KL was up against the millennials again. Yeah, you know, we don't plan these things. I got to be honest. We don't plan these things. But uh, there was some interesting conversation about some phrases 
we should absolutely avoid saying to our children. And could you, do you mind, will you please, and can you, are on the list. Yes. They're suggesting that we don't say could you, do you mind, will you please, can you, to our children. And uh, we came out the gate strong with absolutely not because I don't want to possibly hear no. And uh, that didn't last very long. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Nope. nope, we started splitting heads. When you can say it, when you shouldn't say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to help you. Ooh-wee. Good job. That's another one they said we should not say to the children. Mm-hmm. Man. It was a good conversation. And, you know, for two weeks straight, it's been Pastor KL against the millennials. Man, where you been? Did you miss it? Oh, as Varnell Hill would say, did you miss me? Yes. Did you miss it? Because I'm telling you, they are comical. Yes. I mean, some, I mean, valid. Points were coming out and the tennis rackets were out and they were going back and forth and back and forth. And, man, all I can say to you is if you missed it, go back and listen because they gave you something to listen to and something to think about. Okay? All righty. Well, well, that's how we spent our week. And... Thanks be to God, we are at Freestyle Friday, yes. It's Friday, y'all, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, you know, we get a little interesting around here, but there is one consistent thing we do on Fridays, and that's here from the men. Yes, it's their day to reign. So, you know, I got some stuff to talk to y'all about. Until the men join us and we can hear what they have to say about these storylines that we got up here that day. And we don't know what's going to jump off. Nah, we don't know what's going to jump off. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Nope. Well, 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 well. I'm going to get this party started. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. When Yule Spoons and Pacifiers, you share bacteria that causes tooth decay in your child's mouth. Go, go, go! This assault is 100% preventable. Brush and floss twice a day to keep the cavities away. Moms, it's up to you. Healthy habits for a healthy smile.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday, y'all. Mm. Thanks be to God. We made it. We made it. And only by the grace of God. Uh, did we make it? And we're so, so grateful that he decided to, you know, bring us to this part of the week. Others didn't make it, but we did. Alrighty. Alrighty. Well, you know how we do Fridays. Come on, come on, come on. Don't act like you don't know. You know how we do Fridays. So, you know, we've got some trivia for us. And I came across a few lists last night. And I can't wait to go through these lists because I have not looked at these lists. So I'm going to be just as surprised as the rest of you. And um, y'all know how y'all do. Hit me back. You know, on Fridays, y'all got to get me stimulated because it's been a week, y'all. It's been a week. And, um, you know, wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, before we do that, I just want to tell you that last night we were at the Queens Public Library out here, the central one out here in Jamaica, Queens. And we had a, we were a part of the Queens Public Library celebration of Black History Month. And Uncle Ralph, yes, DJ VJ Ralph McDaniels, he hosted a hip-hop panel discussion and fashion show. It was really nice. It was very nice. The vibe was good. Vibe was good. They had <coughs> excuse me, two authors of some hip hop <coughs> excuse me, books and they had uh it was a really good panel discussion. It was very good. As well as a fantastic fashion display by J Love's Fashion School of Etiquette. Uh, Jackie Love And it was really good It was very, very good They had a display of some fantastic um, What do you call those designers And it was really nice It was very nice You know, the best part about it was It was done in the library It was from 6 to 8 And you know, it wasn't closed to anyone. It was open. Anyone who was already in the library or wanted to come to the library. So, you know, they're trying to do some things with the libraries. And I heard last night when we got home that Yamea might be closing some libraries. Now, I know that libraries have become pretty extinct these days because everything is technical, but I have to tell you, I haven't been in 
a library in years. And this particular library, I haven't been in in years. It's the main one that they call it the Central Library here in Jamaica, the largest one. And it was just so good to be in that environment. Yeah, you know, you could see all the books. And I'm like, wow, they still checking out books, you know, post-COVID. And, you know, people were still there. And the library has grown. It really has grown. Whereas it had, like, a station there for kids who were playing video games and I mean, it was just different. It was just different. It just gave you this whole new ambiance that we didn't have. People were actually talking, y'all. Yes, there was no librarian. There was no librarian going, shh, shh, shh. No, people were talking, and it wasn't loudly. You know, it was like they were just kind of talking on a low, you know, inside voice. It was really nice. It was really nice, and I wanted to let you know that, you know, their Literary Thursdays are would be over for Black History Month because, well, next week is one more. They have one more week, the 29th, and I'm not too sure what they're doing. But look up, you know, your local library if you're here in New York. I don't know if there's some other libraries outside of New York that are doing something like this. But, again, Uncle Ralph, our VJ DJ Ralph McDaniel, who is responsible for bringing us video music box. Now, yo, that was back when it was Channel U. Remember that? And you would have to turn to 31 and 25 and, yeah, remember that? Yeah. And he still looks very good. And he still sounds exactly the same. Well, shout out to him. Shout out to my girl, Jackie Love Calloway. She's got those ladies. And those young men and men last night actually in the fashion, um, uh, you know, area, and it was really, really nice. So, you know, you check it out. Check it out. You might want, you know, they may find, you may find, rather, something going on at your local library. All right? So I just wanted to share that with you. So um, we'll let you know when we have, like, aired our little footage from last night's event. There were no interviews, but Pastor Steph was talking to you. And we got some wonderful footage of the fashion show and the panel discussion and some shots of the library for those of you who haven't been in the library recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it all for you. And they had some excellent display art displays of um, just like hip-hop artists and just art. It was really nice. It was really nice. Really nice ambiance. Alright, so I'll let you know when we, you know, post some stuff on our YouTube channel. Okay? All righty. Well, back to what we do on Fridays. So it's Black History Month, and we are focusing on us. Well, they have a list, actually, of celebrities who they say have made a positive comeback after prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can think of someone 
you know, give me a couple of people, you know, um, let me name a couple of people first before you start throwing me people because I don't know if the people that I'm thinking about are on this list, but a couple of people did come to mind. So the first one they are listing is Gucci Mane. Now, I don't know if I remember Gucci Mane was in jail. Well, he was locked up a few times, but his last release in 2016 for serving um, time for gun charges. They say birth a new man, new weight loss, new mindset, new music, new wife, new book. Go Gucci Mane. All right. Remy Ma. Yeah, they said Remy did time in jail for shooting her former boyfriend or her former friend who allegedly stole from her in 2007. I remember this story. I remember that story. Well, they say. Since being released in 14, 2014, this rapper went on to have another child with her husband, make music, and even launch a clothing line where a portion of the sales benefit formerly incarcerated women. How nice. How nice. Charles Dutton. Yes. You know Charles Dutton, the one who played rock from Baltimore with Eleanor, the wife, and Joey the brother and Pop the dad. Well, when Charles Dutton was 17 years old, he got into a fight. They say that resulted in a in a man dying. And he was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to seven years in prison. Well, they say in jail he read plays, and after being released, he pursued acting. And as we see, it was like... Great, you know, great, great for him. Remember, he was married to Debbie Morgan. Everybody knows Debbie Morgan. If you've ever looked at anything black, Debbie Morgan has popped up. Debbie Morgan played Angie on All My Children. She played, more recently, she played Big Mama in um, Power, yeah, Um Tasha's mama, and she used to play on What's Happening. Yeah, well, they were married for a little bit. So, and he's done his thing in the acting um, realm. So, T.I. Now, I don't know if I remember T.I. being in jail. Well, in 2009, T.I. served more than six months in jail, federal prison for weapons charges, and 10 years later, he was recognized by the Georgia State Senate for his nonprofit organizations, Harris Community Works, and for the love of our fathers. So he's, I guess, trying to do the right thing. Lil' Kim, and I got to tell y'all, they got a picture of Lil' Kim here. If they didn't have her name up here, I would know it was Lil' Kim. I, man, when you talk about doing, oh, my gosh, such a beautiful girl who looks Horrible now. She probably don't even recognize her. But her name is Kimmy Blanco. Served one year in prison in 2005 for lying to a federal grand jury to protect a friend involved in a 2001 shooting. Y'all don't remember that story? I sure do. Well, they say in the 2000s she ended up launching Lil' Kim Cares Foundation to raise money for issues that affected her personally, including homelessness, transitional living, child neglect, and domestic abuse. Yeah. 
DMX, the Rough Rider himself. Well, they say that when he was booked in 2018 in a tax fraud case, he'd previously been arrested for animal cruelty, reckless driving, possession of drugs and weapons, as well as probation violations. Ah, uh, he helped raise $80,000 at a charity event for cops who saved his life. In 17, he popped up at a homeless shelter support group meeting, bearing advice and words of wisdom. And in 19, he helped a family with a back-to-school shopping. And unfortunately, we lost DMX. Uh and uh but good to know that before he passed away he did some good stuff. Well now these people may not have um done anything but I think they made a strong comeback. What's his name? Two people that came to my mind. What's his name? Mr. Big. Isley Brothers. Come on, come on, come on. Ronald Isley, yes, Ronald Isley, he went away. For tax fraud, I think he did like eight years for tax fraud, tax evasion, one of the two. And needless to say, you remember him with his big comeback because we talked about that R. Kelly was a huge, huge, huge reason for his success. And he came back to a phenomenal career, a, a whole new life, you know, from the Isley Brothers. And... Wesley Snipes, another one who went away for tax evasion, but you know he's uh he ended up having a comeback, not as big as Ronald Isley, but comeback nonetheless. Uh, I th- I think after you know not too many movies after Nino Brown, he was now now not doing you know his thing anymore, but he's uh. He's still hanging in there, still hanging in there. All right, we have another list of the black comedians, the best black comedians turned actors. Hmm. All right, let's see who's on this list. I hope they don't have Cat Williams on here, I got to tell you, because I'm so sick of even hearing his name. Let's see who they do have. LaWanda Page. Everybody knows LaWanda Page. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred Sanford's nemesis. Yes. Aunt Esther. Yes, 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 yes. Red Fox. Okay, okay. We're talking about comedians, the best comedians turn actors. I don't know about why LaWanda Page is on this list. I got to tell you, because what, what was she in? Outside of um, uh, Tiffany Sun, you don't really hear her. You never heard of her. Red Fox, you know, he had his few little stints, but Richard Pryor is on this list. George Wallace, wow. Are we talking about the best? All right, y'all, y'all better start throwing me some names because <coughs> I don't know if I'm going to consider these people the best. Sinbad, the best? 
Oh, come on, y'all. Bernie Mac. Okay. I can live with Bernie. I can live with Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Bernie had his face all over the place in the acting world. This is the first one they have gotten right yet. So he's, he did his thing. Steve Harvey. Yeah, you know, Steve Harvey did his thing. He had his own show like Bernie Mac. And it was funny. They were, the boy, were they a funny set. And Steve Harvey has been in other movies, so... Okay, well, this should have been number one for me. Eddie Murphy. Yes. Eddie Mur- Yo, they got a clip of Eddie Murphy in, um, what's this movie? Trading Places. I didn't know Giancarlo Esposito was in that. Yo, wow. Mark Curry. Really? I, I think they, they mislabeled this. They just need to say the list of comedians that went into acting because i'm sorry mark curry how many times have we seen mark curry outside of hanging with mr cooper dl hughley i don't know y'all we just got finished watching the dl hughley um what do you call that thing stand up it was pretty funny it was pretty funny one of his more recent ones it was on Prime or Netflix, one of the two. It was pretty good, though. Cedric the Entertainer. All right. Ced hasn't been all over the place, but I think I can live with Ced. Wanda Sykes. I can't stand her voice, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but she drives me crazy. That voice drives me crazy. Martin. Martin. Yes, Martin Lawrence. Eddie Murphy should have been at the top of this list. I don't see anybody else who's really worthy. I guess maybe Richard Pryor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But other than that, I don't know. Chris Rock. Okay, I I think I can hang with Chris. I think I can hang with Chris Rock. Bill Bellamy. Now, uh, I don't know, y'all. I don't know if Bill Bellamy needs to be up on this list. Or if he is, he needs to be far down on it. Jamie Foxx. Now, him. That gets shot to the top of the list because Jamie Foxx has done his thing in the acting world. And when I think about he comes from Wanda, I'm ready to go, I'm like, yo, he, he did his thing. He did his thing. Monique. That's exactly what I wanted you to hear, crickets. Cricket, 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 cricket. Leslie Jones. Now, I'm sorry, y'all. Another one who has no business on this list. She needs to be hanging somewhere with George Wallace. Yeah, because they, she's aight. I don't think she's all that funny, though. She's more annoying than funny to me. She was the one who played in Coming to America 2, who played the son's, the estranged son's mama. Yeah. Tracy Morgan. I don't know, y'all. I guess he can. I guess he can. Mike Epps. Now, okay, maybe I can see Mike on this list. Maybe I can see Mike Epps on this list. Uh, Cat Williams. I knew it. I knew it. I should have just skipped past him. Chris Tucker. Uh, I'm thinking I like Chris Tucker on this list. Not high on the list, but on the list nonetheless. I can I can take him more than Leslie Jones and 
definitely. In my opinion, Cat Williams shouldn't even be on here. I'm sorry, he's just so annoying. Marlon Wayans. Uh, I don't know, y'all. Dave Chappelle. Now, I got to tell you, people love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. He is huge in the uh, laughing industry. But I don't know about on TV. Yeah, I didn't like him in um, Nutty Professor. He was corny. Anyway, as a matter of fact, Dave Chappelle is pretty corny to me, period. I, don't, I haven't really cared for his acting or his roles, even in Blue Streak. Yeah, uh, I haven't learned to tolerate him yet. Kevin Hart. All right, I guess Kev could be on this list. Yeah, yo, this is a long list of nobodies. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I do not know. I don't like that list much. I told y'all, I look at the list when y'all hear the list. I don't know, you know, what is going to be on this list, but, mm, yeah, that wasn't an impressive list at all. So let's talk some news before we get the men on, give them something to talk about. So I've got a lot of, um, a lot of updates. Yeah, it was like the news was like Update City last night. Um, So we're going back to this young man where they are still messing around with him and his hair. Well, he's been before the judge, or it's been before the judge, and the judge has rendered that the punishment that they have offered this young man says it's fine. Says a judge ruled Thursday that the punishment faced by a black high school student in Texas for refusing to change his hairstyle does not violate the state's Crown Act. And I then I don't know what does. You know, you have Daryl George, eighteen, who's been bounced around from school to school. Yeah, they didn't they gave him in-school suspension, off-site disciplinary programs, all kinds of stuff. All of this since August of last year. I can't believe this is still a thing. But, yeah, him and his mama, Darisha George, they still at it. <clears throat> and um, they uh, they say that he's not, you know, that they're not violating the Crowns Act. So I'm trying to figure out, well, then what's the Crowns Act? I don't know what it's for then If this is not a case of violation And the Crown Act stands for Creating a respectful and open world For natural hair Well I don't see what's doing him any good Well that's that's the last uh, That was the last uh Update that they had for this right here immediate time, and they're taking it up the ladder. So we're going to see how this is going. All right, what else? Well, yesterday I gave you the story of the little girl, oh, so little girl, five-year-old Sloan and her brother Maddox, who were caught in the sand pit. And 
she got buried alive, literally. They say, <clears throat> excuse me, that they're kind of blaming the fact that the beach where they were in Florida, the Lauderdale by the Sea, that had they had lifeguards, that this would not have happened, and here's why. Here's what happened. The kids were digging in the sand. You know how you'd want to bury one another? And they said that when a lifeguard is on deck, they discourage the beachgoers from digging in the sand more than knee-deep or two feet. And when they see you, the lifeguards, they will tell you, hey, 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 don't dig deeper than that. Now, I don't know how they're going to see all the way down the miles of beach property, but I guess for who they do see, they caution them not to dig deeper than that. And the problem was the two little ones, were had dug five and six feet deep. Now, that's a grave. Well, unfortunately, it ended up being little Sloan's grave because what ended up happening was it opened up and the sand fell into the hole. And they say that that doesn't happen on guarded beaches. So they're saying that had that happened, had they been there, then when they saw the two of them digging, they would have stopped them. So therefore, it wouldn't have gotten that deep. And it wouldn't have, you know, kind of caved in on them. So that was really such a sad, sad, sad. It was just. It was sad. They say they showed their video of fire rescue going on and them digging um, with shovels and using supportive boards to keep the sand back from collapsing even more. And what happened was when the when the hole um, when the hole when when the sand ended up sucking them in when the hole came. She was underneath him. Mm. So they said like 20 minutes too long underneath there, and, and you know, she lost a little life. So mm, what a sad story. What a sad story. What else do we have for an update? Oh, 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 check this out. Hmm. I got two updates for you. Well, first of all, let's talk about the Kansas City shooting, those dopes out there. Uh, I got two stories, two quick stories on that one. Well, they, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when they found it. All week I've been looking. I didn't see it. Last night was the first night I ended up seeing that Lindell Mays, 22, of Raytown, Missouri, he was one of the shooters. And him and a, what's his name? Let me, let me get you. Dominic Miller, 18, of Kansas City. 
these are two stupidos. They actually ended up in a staring contest. Yes. The thing was, they said that, at least in this article, well, a couple of articles I read, they said that one group, they both were a group of people, and they were staring at one another, and, you know, somebody pulls out a gun, one of them pulls out a gun, and I think it was the, the 22-year-old who pulled out the gun first, the Lindell Mays pulled out the gun first and started shooting. And then the other one, Dominic Miller, claims that he heard the other one say something like, I'm going to get you or something to that effect. I just had it up here. And they started shooting at one another. Well, they're thinking that the 18-year-old's Gun was the one that killed the woman Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was the local disc jockey, the radio DJ, and mother of two. And here's why I say, you know, just listen, just listen. Oh, he said that he, he claimed after the guy fired at him, he heard him say, I'm going to get you. Now, how close were y'all that you heard him say, I'm going to get you, and neither one of you ended up dead from a gunshot wound? Because if you were all that close, it, I mean, they said like almost a million people were out there. So what in the world? I don't know. But in any event, here's what I wanted to talk about. So this Lindell Mays, they were asking him, you know, different questions after they arrested him. And he told them, he told the detectives at the hospital, they say, he said, I hesitated shooting because he he knew there were kids there. And he says also something told him not to shoot. And they asked him, well, why did you shoot? And his, his thing was, I was just stupid. I was a stupid man, just pulled out a gun and started shooting. I shouldn't have done that, just being stupid. Now, you know, we talked, what was it, yesterday, about admitting? I mean, but look at the waist. Look at the waist. The waist was 22, what was it, 22 years old for just being stupid. Now I'm glad you realized you were just being stupid because you, you can get a whole lot of time to think about that. So they are both headed to big-time jail. You have the 18-year-old who's facing second-degree murder charges because, remember, he was the one they believe shot the woman. Two counts of armed criminal action and unlawful use of a weapon. And they are both being held at a million-dollar bail. Now, ready for this one? Excuse me. So. Mama of Lindell Mays, and he's charged with secondary murder, unlawful use of a weapon, and other offenses for the 20 other people injured. Now, him and the Dominic Miller were both injured. 
injured. Injured. Right? Well, Mama, Mama Tennille Burnside created a GoFundMe page for her son asking for help with his medical bills during this tragic time. She says he is in ICU fighting for a recovery from several surgeries from going to the Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade with his older sister. So they say the family reportedly created the fundraiser before the charges were filed against Mays and later took it down out of fear of retribution. Now, I know Mama Tennille, and if her son is 22, then Mama Tennille is young. Yeah, she a millennial mama because if she was 20 years older than him, she only 42, and that puts her in the millennial area. You know good and well, your son ain't had no business with no GoFundMe page. I'm sorry. Whether you knew he was the shooter or not, you know your son ain't got no business with no GoFundMe page. Well, I think they said it may have collected a hundred dollars. I think they that's I think that's what they said. A hundred dollars. But they had to pull that bad boy down. And I'm glad. Man Of course they're going to be concerned about retribution. Yo, really? Whatever bills he incurred, he has a long time to pay it back. Yeah, let him work it off in jail. Ain't nobody feeling sorry for his bond. Well, 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 guess who's back in the papers, y'all? Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, as Brother Al would say. So, (laughs) he's being further accused of physical and emotional abuse by two more ex-girlfriends. Some ask, are you surprised? So, two women, Emma Duncan and Maura Hooper. Now, I'm going to say these names again. Emma Duncan and Maura Hooper. Now, they ain't sounding like they on this side of the fence. Well, Emma Duncan was engaged to him from 2015 to 2019. She says she found messages between him and another woman when she visited him on set while he was filming Hostiles. And they said she attempted to pack her belongings and remove herself from the situation. Majors allegedly pushed her onto a couch, choked her, and threw her across the rooms. They say the violent exchange and text from another woman are similar to the case his ex-girlfriend, Grace, brought against him. 
Emma Duncan also alleges that he hurled some scary remarks at her like, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to make sure you can't have children. Wow. They say that he slammed her into a mailbox during an argument and threw her to the ground a year later. The other woman, Maura Hooper, also has claims that he was controlling, telling her things like she was not allowed to speak to anyone about their relationship, and isolating her from friends and family. She, too, confronted him after he allegedly cheated, and he responded by threatening to commit suicide. They say during the early stages of their relationship, she became pregnant and decided to get an abortion. A year later, after they broke up, he reacted to her finding a new partner by telling her, I hope you die, kill yourself, and I'm going to rip you out of my heart the way they ripped our baby out of you. Child, as Mariah would say. (laughs) Man, now check this out. Why people just don't shut up? Say nothing. Say nothing, say it with me. Say nothing, say nothing, say nothing. Why is his attorney's response? (sighs) He explains his behavior as being young, insecure, and toxic, and that he's embarrassed by some of his jealous behavior. Only by some of your jealous behavior? Wow. Well, let's hear what social media had to say. Of course he abused others. Y'all thought it was just one. What else did they say? I'm sure this one was this one was funny. I'm sure Isaiah Washington and mate Nate Parker have already reached out to invite him to whatever project they're doing with Columbus Short. Uh-huh. All right. Someone else said, hmm, I wonder what happens to Megan Good because she will have to feed him now. And if they both can't get a job, blah, 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 blah. What else? Hmm. Let's see what else. They cooking him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and oh, yeah. And somebody else said, child. <laughs> Jonathan Majors, man, you better hope nobody actually goes and takes you back up on that to the Colts. Wow. Oh, well, somebody else says Megan Good's going to have to retire from acting to attend all those court dates. Ah. Oh. Why we keep ourselves in trouble? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I tell you. Well, let me talk to our men, see what they got to say. Let's talk to our brother Ainsley. Good morning, brother Ains. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. I'm up this early Friday morning. I'm up. 
I feel like I haven't heard your voice in like a million Fridays. How yeah, are you? Yeah, it seems like forever and a day. Yeah, it seems like a yeah. good day, man. My, 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 yeah, my, yeah, my. Yeah. All right, so where are we going with you this morning? Let's see, let's see, let's see. You can yeah, talk where am I about. Going? Where am I going? Let me give you your options this morning. Mm. Let's Uh-oh, talk love about. Some options. I love some options. Yes, let's talk about the Dodo Birds, who did the shooting during the Super Bowl celebration, and Mama and Fam decided they was gonna get that GoFundMe page going. Or Jonathan Majors. Which one you want to talk about today, Brother Ains? Oh my goodness. Either one. Either one. Uh either one. It don't matter. Uh, let's talk about the Kansas City thing first. Alright, let's talk about that real quick. Um, <laughs> first. So why don't okay. there... <laughs> Yeah, well um I mean, first of all, what I want to say, you know, so they both go to this parade. These two people, they got guns. These young people in their 20s got guns. And it all started because somebody was looking at somebody. Kind of yes, funny. Sir. And the yes, mother, sir. and then the mother wanted to go and say, oh, she, you need to go for me, please, because you got hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, I see you. That's what she said. She said, he said, I see you. She got the I see you. Like, I see you. Most people think I see you in, like, in a hospital. You know, I see you in jail. That's where he needs yeah. to be at. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, um, she was looking for, for some bail money and stuff like that. Or try to get some money ready for his comp, what do you call it? The commissary. You know, you got to put money on the books. Cause that's what he gonna need. Um, yeah, that just goes through that kind of mentality that they even think of something like that. I hate to say that's a new millennial thing, but come on, man. You know, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. if 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 the mom is gonna do something like that, you you, you kind of understand a little bit the judgment level of the offspring. <laughs> Mm, okay, okay. Makes sense, makes sense. The apple don't fall far from the tree. Exactly, exactly, you know. So, you know, if you look at, if you look at any opportunity to make money and stuff like that, I, I, I just don't get that mentality. Like, you wasn't going to find out, like, who you really are doing this. Come on now. Like, people can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know, but these two young people, though, I mean, like, when I first heard of it, I'm like, you know, when a large crowd, when there's, there's always, you know, that potential for, you know, something to flare up and we got large crowds together. But with this, so, I don't know, it just seemed like, it seemed to resonate more, like, you know, I think, you know, you know, even young children got hurt. It's, 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 it's sad, you know, but if it's a young people yourself, like, why did you feel it necessary to go into a place with hundreds of thousands of people? With the firearm. Mm-hmm. Well, so you bring yes, that, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's you know, and, you, and, you, and you, if you had the presence of thought to think, oh, um, I shouldn't do this, you shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done right. it. Right. Right. 
Absolutely. Because somebody looked at you? Absolutely. Because somebody looked at you? Yeah, yeah, So what you're saying about Jonathan Major? Oh, yes. Hopefully so. You know, when you first first talking about it, you know what? I was like, I was hoping that that can't, don't, don't, don't. Don't, that can't be true. Don't let it be true. And but as soon as you said, you know, his attorney responded and like, okay, and offered an excuse. I was like, oh my goodness. To me, how he just shut up and didn't say anything. Just let, let it be. Let it die out. I would think that okay, because the first case, you know, I thought it was questionable. I really think it was questionable about the accusation. But now, and, and the first thing that comes to mind, I see people coming later on. I think, okay, they're trying to come lately and say, oh, yeah, it happened to me too, maybe looking for a paycheck, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I think it's the same, don't chase after a lie. So, But if you didn't say nothing, I would think, all right, you know, it's just some more talk. But but you just offer up an explanation that just gives fertile ground and say, oh, man, you kind of, Somewhat predatory when you're in your dating and how you right. how you handle right. women and stuff like that. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because right. I was, I was right. really I was really rooting for him. I was really rooting for him. I was like, you know, hope he can come out of this. You know, he's scared, but maybe he can, you know, come out and you know somehow you know get his acting career going on again. Because you hate, you know, some you know your whole career is completely damaged because of a questionable you know, activity or lies. But now it's like, okay, now all the other people coming up and saying you did this and did this and you like, uh, well, I was just bad judgment. No, that ain't just bad judgment, man. That's just you. You know, right. I hate to say, uh, uh, were you a, were you a Bill Cosby in the making or something? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is not, it's not good. Not good. Not, not good. good at all. And all he had to do was all he had to do was just shut up. Yep. yep. That's another yep. thing. You know what? The mouth gets you in trouble. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Big time. Like I always say, sometimes it's what what gets people I think I said it before, it's not it's not the act, it's the cover up that gets you. Mm-hmm. It's the cover up that's what gets people. If you kept your mouth shut and be like, uh, be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you act up all of a sudden. What you say? I, I ain't hear what you say. Huh? Huh? Oh, I got to go. You just avoid this. Leave that alone, man. Yeah, yeah. If they, but uh, that just goes to show they're not smart, Brother Ainsley. They're not smart at all. Not smart at all. I agree. <laughs> just be quiet. Just be quiet. Just be quiet and uh let it go, let it go, let it go. Especially if you're guilty. Shut up, let it go. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We got our brother mm-hmm. on the line. Let's see what he has to say. Well, since Brother Ainsley talked about both stories, I got to give it up for everybody now. So, Brother Al, good morning. How are you? Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chop. Um, good morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Brother Al. We got these two dodos who were shooting during the Super Bowl celebration because they said that 
You know, they were staying at, he was staying at me, I was staying at him. Yeah, and they got to shooting. And Mama decides she's going to put a GoFundMe out there for her son. She says he's in ICU fighting for a recovery from several surgeries. That automatically tells you that this is a millennial dumb mama um, during this tragic time. <sighs> what you got to say about this, Brother Al? Man, a couple of things, man. You know, that goes to show you what I always said, boy. I don't care what happened, what go down. Mamas are always going to be there regardless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Regardless. And you got these two fools, you know, looking at each other, just looking, and you decide that y'all want to shoot at each other. I tell you, boy, I'm my people, boy, my people. It's just, just dumb. And then, and then she put up a GoFundMe. She said, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And then I heard her said, I see you. You know, that, that fits him perfect. Because when he goes see Big Bubba and he's in the shower, <laughs> Big Bubba goes say, I see you. <laughs> 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 you know, oh my and they both should go. They both should go to jail. Period. Because not only you fools uh, trying to harm each other, there's a ton of people out there that you hurt for no reason, but because y'all stared at each other. No, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That I couldn't be a judge, man. They're firing me because I'd be throwing the book at you just on stupidity alone. That, mm-hmm. that was just dumb. Oh, he looked at me, so I should shoot at him. Like you serious? You know, they they really need yep. to get the full extent of the law, for real. All right. They shouldn't even set no bail. Shouldn't even been no bail. Right. Right. Absolutely. I agree with you. No bail, no bail, no bail. Anytime you oh, say yeah. you thought, you thought, he said he thought about the fact that there were people there. He said he thought about the fact that there were people there and he was just being stupid. So, I don't know, Brother Al. Yeah, they need to throw the book at them. What do you say about this Jonathan Majors, number two, number three, are now out here saying that uh, he was abusive? Yeah. Well, 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 Megan Good better, better uh, leave. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what she's saying or, or she's saying maybe it can't happen to me. But you know, these women are coming forward and, and obviously it's true because you know the lawyer gonna say oh he said he was young and you know what like you serious like making good better run for the hills if she's not what i know she better run for the hills or she gonna be number four so she, she, better, she better go ahead and we think about what's going on obviously he got some issues that he mm-hmm. needs help with and they mm-hmm. need to address that before he uh you know like seriously injure somebody you know, and this mm-hmm. is what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll see these things like this, and you kind of ignore it, slap on the wrist. He got fired. He do community service. That's not helping the situation. Or you even throw him in jail. That's not helping the situation. You know, people like this, man, they need some help. Because just because you do that, you what you're doing is just suppressing it for a little bit. You know, that's just like when you got pain in your knee or something, you take a pill. That's just suppressing the pain for a little bit. When that pain, when that pill wear off, that pain coming back. And so it's the same thing. They need to get that man some help before he, you know, seriously into somebody. Yeah, 
I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Brother Al. Let's say good morning to our Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, good morning, bro. Morning. Oh, yeah. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine, thank you. All right. We got the two that were shooting into the crowd, and they asked him why, you know, explain what happened. And his explanation was this was a 22-year-old who shot first into the crowd. He says, you know, hey, I hesitated shooting because I knew there were kids there. Uh, But uh, stupid man just pulled the gun out and started shooting. I shouldn't have done that just being stupid. 22 years old and the 18-year-old, he shot back because he said that he heard the man say, "Um, I'm going to get you, something to that effect. And now Mama... I'm going to get you. That's exactly what he said. And mama of the 22-year-old decided she was going to put her and the family decided they was going to put out a GoFundMe page. Well, they ended up taking it down because there was fear of retribution. What say you? Well, I got a couple of points. One is, you know, this, this stuff has gotten escalated so bad. You know, I'm from the era where if you stepped on my sneaker, we fought. You know what I mean? And that and that was stupid. But if I had brand new sneakers and you stepped on it, it was a fight. Now all you got to do is look at me and I'm going to shoot you? You know, that, that, that to me is totally ridiculous. You know how many people I look at every day just because you're in my eye view? So you're going to shoot me because I looked at you? And then I'm trying to figure out what the GoFundMe fund was for. Did did the mother not have insurance on the child? <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, what, what are we using this for? You know, um, the only thing I can see is that you're being proactive as opposed to reactive because you know he's going to jail and you might need some extra bond or lawyer money. I just don't know what the money's for. Why would I pay you or help you? When your child started all of this because somebody looked at him. And then the biggest thing I would have is before you have a GoFundMe club or, or fund, wouldn't you be interested on why your 22-year-old and 18-year-old child got guns? Mm. Where we get this from? Mm. To, to me, that, that, that's the first and the biggest question. How did we obtain a gun at 22 years old? And why did we think that it was okay First of all, you got anger issues. So why do you think it's okay for you to have a gun? Because you, you can't hold your water. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, well, clearly they say that uh, they put this GoFundMe page up prior to finding out that he was a part of the problem. And they took it down for fear of retribution and after it had only attracted a hundred dollars. So I wonder if they made them give the money back. 
Mm. When they made them give the money back. That was a thought. Mm-mm-mm. Well, what do you think of Mr. Jonathan Majors, who now has one, two, three accusations out there to uh, abuse? You know, what what happens in the dark will eventually come to light. You know, you, you, you think you're getting away and getting away and getting away, and then it's going to come and get you. You know, you, this is who you are. You know, and, and that's, that's the point that needs to be made. You know, we, we didn't make the mistakes. This is who you are. You know, and, and now it's surfacing. You know, look at all of these people who's gotten away with stuff for so long, and then all of a sudden, years later, it's coming out, because that's who you are. You know, when I was in school, I cut class, and I cut class, and I cut class, and I cut class. And then guess what? When the report card came, it said I cut class. (laughs) It wasn't a a mistake that I got an F. I cut class. That was who I was. You know, whatever you think you're getting away with, it's going to come back against you. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for indulging me on on my uh hmm, my stories. I have a story or two for you. Let's see based on how long this lasts. Hmm. Let's talk about this. So, out in North Las Vegas for Black History Month, they will be hosting their first black-owned business fair. Yay! Okay. And um, this comes from their, I think it's their mayor, okay? They say we are the largest minority-majority city in the state, and every year we want to do something unique for Black History Month. And this year we decided to have a community event that focuses on black-owned businesses. All right? Now, she is the mayor. She is the mayor, Pamela Goins-Brown, who is the mayor over there in North Las Vegas, made this announcement, and she says that it's going to be parks and recreation area for kids. More than a dozen local black-owned businesses and vendors will be able to connect with the community they reside in. Attendees can visit a library open house and 33 Galleries Art Corner, and there will be great food provided by local culinary business like Shays Wave and Braze and Grill Food Trucks. <laughs> Sounds like a joyous time, right? Let me hear what you all think about this particular event. Brother Ainsley, what do you think about this event? Well, it sounds it sounds 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 good to me. I think we need more of it, you know. Um, particularly our younger youth, you know, there's they're so 
um, creative, you know, they can find creative ideas to put their ideas and earn uh, earn a living doing their own doing their own business, you know, getting insight, you know, birds with feather fly together. So maybe somebody can, um, you know, provide you know some, um, you know, the show them the means how they can you know get their ideas off the ground, or show that the significance of their ideas, you know, they can do something, go go with it. And you know, to, or or encourage them to go further, and so they're making more than just an idea. And and then we got to start young, and we can get the young people involved. I think that's the hardest thing. Um, I tend to think a lot of people are, are I don't know, are scared or fear or whatever for whatever reason, don't gravitate to like entrepreneurship or trying to do their own business. You know, but I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good idea. I hope it's a good. I hope it's a good turnout. I hope it's a good turnout. Okay, okay, brother Al, what do you think about this uh, event? First, first black-owned business um, event. What do you think for for Black History Month? I think it's a good thing. I think it's something that should have been done, but you know, um, I believe it's a, it's a it's a great thing. You know, also for those who. Uh, maybe thinking about should I get a business or should I not or it's hard and then for them to come out and see other people, other people of color that that, that strived and, and got their business going, you know, and, and they can get some pointers. Like, hey, what what did you go through or how did you do this? I I think it's a great thing, you know, for for uh, you know, black folks owning businesses. You know, you get to see, you get to learn, you get to hear. So I, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, what you got? What do you think about this event? I, I, I think it's awesome, you know, when, when you get to stand in a room full of mirrors, meaning that everything you see is you. You know, a lot of time when we go to job fairs, we see them and we see the others and we see those. But, you know, now we just see us. And, and, and we can, it, it's an encouragement that, you know, sometimes when you think you have an idea, you think it's stupid because, no, nah, ain't nobody going to think that I can do that. But when you get around a bunch of us who have different ideas and but but all share the same goal, I think that's a positive thing. Okay, okay, okay. Well, here's the response that they got. Breaking, the mayor of the city of North Las Vegas announces the city will discriminate against white business owners. The city is holding a fair this weekend, and only black-owned businesses and vendors are allowed to operate there. Reverse racism is racism. Next, the mayor of North Las Vegas announces the city will discriminate against white business owners. The city is holding a fair this weekend, and only black-owned businesses and vendors are allowed to operate there. Next, the mayor of the city of Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, announced that the city will discriminate against white business owners. The city is holding a fair this weekend, and only black-owned businesses and vendors are allowed to operate there. This is government-sanctioned and taxpayer-funded racism. Next, the mayor of the city 
of North Las Vegas announces the city will hold a fair this weekend and only black-owned businesses and vendors are allowed to operate there. That seems to be a discrimination against white business owners. Yeah, only black-owned businesses at the black-owned business fair sounds preposterous. Hmm. And this is what they got. This is overtly racist and unconstitutional. Have fun with the lawsuit. So, they're saying, are you ready? The city's black-owned business fair is scheduled from 12 p.m. to 3 (laughs) p.m. Help. Brother Al, what you got? You know, I, I knew it was more to it. You know, you was too calm. I knew it was more, more. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was more to it. I mean, it, it, it's it's sad. You know, it's it. Do we say anything when y'all got y'all little country clubs and won't let us get in? Do we say anything <laughs> when you do that? Uh, do we say anything when you do that? You know, it's it, it's so sad and. And I wish that our people will open their eyes to see that this is the stuff that go on to try to stop us by any means necessary. This is what they do. Look at the Oscars. Let's, let's, let's go to a lot of places if y'all want to play rough. Look at the Oscars. They make sure they don't want to do uh, one of the things now, Beyonce country album. These white folks, country folks are like, no, we ain't playing Beyonce. And her, her album still hitting the charts, charts up high. But it, it, it's sad that, the, that you know, they just won't allow us to do anything. You know, they, I ain't going to tell a lot. They don't want us to do anything. We allow this to happen. And they need to stand their ground and fight it. Like, oh, okay, whatever. This is for black business owners only. That's it, period. Mm. That's, that's it, period. Mm. You got football players there. You don't see basketball players coming to the top playing football. Or vice versa, come on. This is what it is. They always try to stop us, man. Always try to stop I hope they fight that. I really do. I hope they stand their ground and fight that. And then from 12 to 3. Come on, get out of here. Mm. Crazy. Mm. All righty, Pastor KL, what you got? Well, I, I, I start thinking that look at all the job fairs that, that they have had from quote-unquote light-skinned-owned companies. And yet, just because you invite us, you know you're not giving us the job. So isn't that racism? Mm. Just because you let us in the door don't mean I can eat. So so it, it, it's just a false, you know, sense of, of hope. To me, it's still racism. So you got to let me in to fill out the application. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't have to have the job. There's going to always be in your mind that there's someone more qualified. It's funny because, you know, in, in, in my first name is Kenneth. So, but I use on my resume, Ken Frazier. So when you see me on paper, you don't know what I am, who I am, what nationality I am. So you have to invite me into your office because my resume says so. However, when you see me, you still have to talk to me because you've invited me to the party but you don't have to give me the job. Mm. 
bad. It, you know, uh, brother Ainsley, what you got, brother? You know what? Um, we shouldn't be surprised about about that. You know, whenever you know, we just a little student history of our you know of black people's struggle and civil rights and whatnot. This is the typical game plan um, from the other side. They always do is always try to discredit, uh, minimize, and act ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know what I'm saying, so anytime we try to do better, there's always a, a comeback, you know, uh, for like affirmative action. Oh, that's reverse. It, it's always a, a, a fight, you know, something like that. It's always a game plan in all areas. This is, this is like really typical. You see it in politics. You see it in different areas and business and all, all kind of areas. This is a typical game plan to discredit and whatnot. So I would, I would, uh, to me, you would think that, you know, there, there, now there's been other um, business fairs, like I know, in other cities, like I know in Atlanta, and I think there was there was one in Chicago. Um, you know, I think we need thing in 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 the PR part of things like that. You shouldn't have to, but you know, we I think we ought to be a part. It should be a part of the campaign. It's like we we are. This is about to correct a wrong. And I would dare then say, you know, I dare anybody who, who, if you don't like what we're doing, then how do you address the issue? You know what I'm saying? You got you, you, what they're saying. There is no issue. That just right off the bat still tells the ignorance involved and whatnot. But you know, sometimes white America, they don't want to face what the reality is and what has happened. You know, so and just kind of whitewashing. We see that happen all, all all over the place. It's the same game plan. You know, all across. You know, no matter where you at, this is the game plan. So um, it, it shouldn't be a surprise. But I think you know, anytime we do an initiative, we got you know, we got you got you should almost expect this to happen some form, some way, somehow. Um, or they're gonna try to discredit. Um, and this is the typical game plan, typical game plan. So I think we ought to be, you know, be prepared, expect it, and be prepared with one proper response to it. righty. You know, it, it, it is very sad. It is very sad. Um, you know, we're at the point where, you know, are we surprised at anything that they do, anything they say? You know, they any time they can throw a monkey wrench in something that, um, you know, that, that we're trying to do is very typical. It, it, this is just what they're known for. And, you know, as I read those comments uh, last night, you know, it, it was just interesting um, that they all said the same thing. It was just like a repeat over and over and over again. You know, the, the city of North Las Vegas, um, you know, announces they will discriminate against white business owners you know they're holding this this uh, fair where only um, black business owners can be a part of. And then when I saw the one that said um, this overtly racist, this is overtly racist and unconstitutional. Have fun with the lawsuit. And I'm like, really, y'all? Really? I mean, y'all just really, 
you know, I'm not saying this person in particular is going to um, uh, sue, but that, that's how far they're thinking this is even going to get, you know, whether they want to fuel a lawsuit or whatever have you. You know, it, it, this is just, this is what you got time for. Do you know what? Here's, here's my theory. While, while you're mad that there's a, uh, 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 what you call them going on over here, go make your own. Go make your own. Go make your own. It's the same thing I always say about, uh, I think it was Brother Al who brought up the Oscars and things like that. If you don't like what's going on, go do you. Why are we now, you know, this is what you got time to do. You know, it's, it's sad. I'm not surprised either um, to an extent. Um, I was like, you know what, this is them, this is them, and this is them. And you know what, to me, this would fuel me. This would fuel me. This would fuel me. Just, just keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, it took a black woman to become mayor to have your first black-owned um, event. Yo, really? For three hours. For three measly hours. Before y'all could even get out there with your picket signs, they're going to be up, they're going to be down. So, you know what? This is always something that, you know, you have to, um, you know, to face. And I, it, it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Speaking but of the, but, but, Hold on. But, but the sad thing about it, it's only going to be for an hour and a half. Because you know we ain't gonna get there on time, <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be and a half. <laughs> yeah, that crossed my mind too, for real. This gonna be their first run. This is their first trial. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so you know, if it's only an hour, you know, don't 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 you know don't don't kick them hard. You know, this is their first trial. You know, they they they, they gonna, you know they, they, there's more to come. God spends. There's more to come. Oh, y'all are stupid. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I have faith um, they're gonna be there on time. Don't listen. Don't don't listen to Pastor Chad. They're gonna be there on time. <laughs> okay. well, I, All would, right. I could fly into the city of Norfolk Vegas <laughs> and witness this. I I'd like to really see whether that happens or not. Oh my goodness. You know the wow. witness might get there late. <laughs> you right, know what? Right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hope not. I truly hope not. Oh my goodness. All right. Speaking of us. And I say this like this because I I really have that in my head. <sighs> they have a suspect in the killing of a woman at a New York City hotel who was arrested in Arizona in connection with a different case. So, what's his name here? This is Rod Almansuri who's 26, was arrested about a week ago in Arizona, or this week in Arizona, on suspicion of stabbing two women in that state. Not only is he being held on that, but they say that he's being held on several cases Right there in Arizona, they said that there was, 
I want to make sure I, I'm not running these together because he, he's been on a he's been on some kind of a crime spree here. Uh, okay, so he has a knife point carjacking in Phoenix on February seventeenth, and he has stabbed a female victim on another case. Then they're looking at him for another case, cases in Florida. Well, while he was in custody in Arizona initially, he told them that he was wanted for a homicide in New York City and told the cops all they had to do was Google Soho 54 Hotel. So somehow or another, NYPD, the NYPD found out about him being held in Arizona. So I don't know if they called or somehow or another they ended up finding out. Because, you know, when they start running fingerprints, it's nationwide. So I don't know how it came up. But they they found out that in New York that their suspect was now being held in Arizona. So <laughs> they said, okay, extradite him to back to New York so we can deal with him here. And they said, absolutely not. Why? Because your good old boy, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, ain't doing his job pretty much. They said, I think it's safer to keep him here and keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals either in our state or county or anywhere in the United States. And this is a female who is the uh, the prosecutor over in this side, who's in Arizona, who's saying this. Well... A spokesperson for Alvin Bragg pushed back, saying this is deeply disturbing that the Arizona prosecutor is playing political games in a murder investigation. And in Manhattan, we are serious about New Yorkers' safety, which is why murders are down 24% and shootings are down 38% since D.A. Bragg took office. New York's murder rate is less than half that of Phoenix, Arizona, because of the hard work of the NYPD and all of our law enforcement partners. Now, the detectives here in New York, they're saying, we don't blame them because we are tired of arresting them and before they can get hot in the seat, Bragg is releasing them. Now, we all know D.A. Bragg. We've been talking about him from last year. He's the soft on crime 
Manhattan DA, who has let out how many, not only criminals, but criminals. And he's the one who more recently released all the migrants because he's who who attacked the two officers because he said there was not enough um, evidence to to push this any further. Wow, Pastor KL, you know this. We've been talking about him, and now Arizona's like, no, no, no. Excuse me, we gonna keep him on this side because you know what? Had it not been for you. He wouldn't have been over in Arizona committing crime. What say you? I, I, I was about to say the same thing. Um, I, I think I think they made a great decision. You know, uh, apparently, you know, you had him, and you could you couldn't keep him. You know, and we allowed him to leave. You know, for whatever reason we did, and and he's making a fool out of you. You know, so, so yeah, they said he's not going to make a fool out of us, you know, because he's hurting our people. You may, not, you may not really care about your people, but we care about ours. So we're going to take care of him right here. Now, if there's any leftovers, surely you can have some. But you're going to eat from this table. Mm-hmm. Take that. Brother Ainsley, what say you? He, he got to go, got to go. He got to go. So I said, even right where he at, I mean, <laughs> DA, you know, he's just trying to save face. But I would think, like, listen, if you can keep him in Arizona, let's work for you, man. Shut up. You First of all, you, you, you took an L for letting him go in the first place. Now you're taking another L by talking, talk, further talking about, you know, you try to smoke in mirrors, oh, promise less, yada, 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 yada. I still don't know what, how, how, you, how, how you was responsible for that, but just stating it's a, a statistic and whatnot. But if he's over there, they're going to prosecute him. He ain't getting out from over there. Let it be. Let's, let's work for you. Why bring across country, go through all this, you know, uh, go to court procedures and stuff like that, and he get the justice right over there. That's one less person we got to deal with, one less person we got to pay for, the house and jail and all like that. Let it be. Let him stay over there. Shut up, man. Let it go. Mm-mm-mm. All righty. Brother Al. Oh, yeah. I got two words to say. Big Bubba. Big Bubba's <laughs> all around in each city. <laughs> Every president oh, has a big goodness. bubble. Okay. So, so, um, but, you know, um, yeah, you know, like, and, and it made him cocky when he's able to sit there and say, oh, y'all, y'all don't know? Oh, check the internet. You don't know about me? You didn't even ask somebody, check the internet. You see how I get down. Because he was able to get, a, you know, this fool over here, let him out. You know, and they should arrest him. You, 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 you had something to do with the crowd because you let him go. They should arrest him, too. You know, but they made the right decision. Keep it behind there. Persecute him there to the fullest extent of the law. You know, I, it, it's, it's, man, I'm it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. They say that the NYPD has appealed to law enforcement and communities around the country, saying there's potential for other victims anywhere 
this guy has visited. Okay, Brother Ainsley. They are now making an appeal. Should they? I'm sorry, say it again. I'm sorry. uh, It's okay. They say in closing of this article, they say the NYPD has appealed to law enforcement and communities around the country saying there's potential for other victims anywhere this particular individual has visited. Should they be making this appeal? Yeah, why not? Why not? They're showing you care about, you know, your community and whatnot. Why not? I think it would be I think it would be um a disservice to know something and keep it keep it quiet. You know, why? Because if you don't it's gonna come out, well you knew about this, you ain't say nothing. So yeah, I think it's why not? I think likewise the other areas, if you think somebody is poses a, a possible threat or risk to another community, let 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 everybody know. So why why not? The job is a police is to serve and protect. You know, primarily the city, the city of New York, but residents all over. So, if all you got, if all that takes is just saying something, hey, listen, be out and wear out of this particular person. What is wrong with that? You know, what is wrong with that? So, why not? Okay, all righty, brother Al. The NYPD has appealed to law enforcement and communities around the country, saying there's potential for other victims anywhere he's visited. We'll say you. Should that appeal be been made? Have been made? Yeah, definitely. And they need to get the other person out of office who who letting these people go. You know that you you want people to be protected and feel safe. How you how you not feel safe? You know, coming out your home and going places you don't feel safe. You ain't gonna be able to shop good. You're gonna be keep looking over your shoulder, look, watching your back. You know. So yes, yes indeed. Okay. Pastor KL, should this appeal have been made? Okay. So I think it was a good gesture. However, it's been made by New York City, the one where they got away. They got away from New York City. So, so now you, 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 you pissing at the other folks who got him, so you want everybody to get involved in this thing now. But, but you had him. Now you make it an appeal like a worldwide thing. But why are you, if, if you were that concerned about everybody, why you didn't just do what you need to do when you had it? Now, I, I can see if, if whoever has him says, hey, you know, he's been in these places, you, you might want to, you know, survey the land if anybody else got something else going on, because I got him. So let's get as much as we can get on him because I got him. You ain't got him. You lost him. You out of the game. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, yo, are you serious right now? So now you want to step up. Talk about you going to make an appeal, to, you know, to say uh, there could be potential for When you had them, you didn't make the appeal. So now all of a sudden you're supposed to be big time. Making this, but ooh, you stepping in, you making it happen, you alerting everybody. After he didn't killed two people, since y'all had him, shut up, shut up, and shut up. Because if Arizona is going to do their job, 
they will be the ones who make the appeal to everybody else in the country because they were the ones who found out that there were additional people in Florida. So you had him in your possession, and we don't know when he may have gotten to the people in Florida, but we know when they got to the ones in, when he got to the ones in Arizona after you. So I'm sorry, I'm not impressed. Go sit down somewhere, boohoo. So now you want to step up and look like what? So what do you look like now? You don't look like nothing to me, because to me you missed your opportunity to do your job. This was your job when Alvin Bragg let him go. And this is exactly what the complaint has been from last year and all the time before when he was letting all them people go. So y'all silent. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Y'all had him. Y'all didn't alert anybody else when you had him. You let him go. You didn't alert anybody else. Now, oh, gee, now that, you know, you are mad because he didn't get extradited back to New York. Now you want to alert everybody. You sound me along, please, please. Go have a seat. Go have a big seat and let somebody else do the job that you missed out on. Take this and learn from it. Get rid of Alvin Bragg, and now maybe you can help this country because they are right. The woman is right. The prosecutor is right. No, thank you. We're not giving it back to you because if we give him back to you, he'll be a menace somewhere else. So you know what? We'll hold on to him here and we'll take care of bit real business, period. So I'm sorry. I'm not moved by that. I'm not moved by that at all. <laughs> I was so glad when somebody was on my side. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Should they get rid of Alvin Bragg? Yes or no, Brother Al? Capital, yes. Why? All that is capital. Because exactly. look what he's doing. Capital. Like you said, you you you, 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 you know, you're letting criminals go, and when you're letting them go, they say, oh, I'm invincible. I can do stuff with whatever. I can do whatever I want. And, you know, obviously you don't have the, the, the you know, the, the, the citizen's best interest. So, no, you got to go. Got to go. All right. Uh, should Alvin Bragg go Brother Ainsley. Um, I mean, but go how? Just leave or be put out? Put out? He ain't leaving on his own. You know what? <laughs> I, here's my thing. Well, you know what? Much as I would say, yeah, I'm going to say no. Let me tell you why. Because uh, I forget exactly where and what particular county. There's a county wherein... You know, we finally, there was, you know, basically the other side. But then we finally got <clears throat> a person of color as a DA and was pretty much doing the right thing. And because the person was doing the right thing, it caused a lot of friction. So the, pe- the, per- the, the, the people and certain criminals um, on the other side, they gave any heat. They want to get the person out of office. So they appealed to the governor to try to find ways to, to to find some kind of reasoning, use the governor's uh, power authority to have the DA removed. That's pretty much how. That's pretty much the only way how they can get it removed. One was the primary way, right? And so I, I think it should be much like this. Even not, even though we're not happy with what the person is doing, you know, 
Um, it really should be by, I think it should be more by electorate, unless he does something extremely grievous, um, even though we don't like it. But, you know, I think it should be by electoral process, though, because, you know, it shouldn't be um, just because, just slightly because of the whim of certain people who don't like it. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that office has to maintain a certain amount of of autonomy and maybe even do his job despite who don't like it because it, it comes against, you know, all kind of um, savory people who got, you know, influences behind the scenes to try to make things happen and whatnot. So, of course, a lot of people like to get the person out of office and whatnot. So I think it should be by electoral process. As much as I don't like what he's doing, um, I mean, I believe his term should be coming up soon anyway, right? But, But I think that's why. Okay, okay, okay. I got a question when Pastor KL finishes. Um, Pastor KL, should Alvin Bragg go yes or no? Yes, 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 yes. He's supposed to, he's failing a system that he's supposed to uphold. You know, so yes, he should go. You know, and, and to, to, to Angie's point, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, I know what I got, but I don't know what I'm going to get, so I keep what I got. So so here I am in an abusive relationship, but he keep telling me that he loved me and that nobody else going to want me. So instead of walking away from this, because I might get worse from another man, so I'm going to stay here and, and deal with this abuse because I don't know what's on the other side? No, I got to go. Okay, okay. All right. First of all, I didn't say how he should go. I didn't say whether he should be put out from the powers that be. I didn't say whether he should be put out by electoral vote. I didn't say how he should go. The question was, should he go? Now, I'm having a problem personally with, 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 uh, okay, so I marry a man who keeps leaving the door unlocked. Everybody else on the block locking their door. So there's a burglar. But they don't have to do much to get in our house. They keep robbing us. But they ain't robbing nobody else because they didn't lock their door. But my husband, when we go to sleep, I keep checking the door. He goes out for smoke and break because he don't, we don't, he don't smoke in the house. So he keeps leaving the door unlocked. And we keep getting burglarized every night. So what do I do? Do I lay there and wait for somebody to come in and kill us? He's failed miserably. He hasn't just failed. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I see. First of all, not only have you let these people go. First of all, the first thing he did was lower. He was the one who lowered the, um, like, the different, how do you call the charges. So he, he would say, okay, well, if you did this, we're going to drop it to a this. So you weren't already, you weren't being charged for what you really did to keep Rikers, because this is exactly what we went over, to keep Rikers from being overflowed, with, over, uh, flooded with people, you kept lowering because you would to say, give them bail, let them go back and forth to jail. If we lower the, 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 uh, the charge, now we don't have to worry about putting them in Rikers. Okay, so fine. So then you start letting them go all together. 
So now you have not only the two policemen that were attacked and you let them go, and now they're chasing everybody around now trying to recollect the 11, 13 people that you let go, but now we find out that you let go of a man who you had in your, you had in your possession, but you let go, and now you have officially found out that post-releasing him, after you released him, He's now gone and created havoc there. Two lives that we can count. Two lives that are at, that's on your hands. And I'm going to wait for what? I'm going to wait for what? I'm going to wait for some perfect process for what? For more people to die? Because when he let those 13 out, they could have gone somewhere and killed somebody also. So y'all going to keep letting these people go until something more drastic happens? Well, what what's more drastic than two women dead in Arizona? He needs to go. He needs to go yesterday. He doesn't need to go tomorrow. He doesn't need to go on Monday. He needs to go yesterday because we elected him in believing he was going to do the job. And I'm going to say this since the color issue came up. I'm mad because you are a person of color. You should be more on this because you've seen what goes on and you have not done what you needed to do. How dare you make us look like this? The, that's the same way I feel about um, Eric Adams. I don't care nothing about them saying his hands are tied. He can only do but so much. Okay, so don't take the job. Let the other people have this job and let them be the ones who fail. No, you push. We think we're going to get something better. we on your side. You get us out here believing you're going to do this, and you go pull the okey-doke on everybody because not only the other people that voted for you thought you were going to do better, but so did we. You have failed us and everybody who has been victimized after you've let these people go. And that's all we've been reading from last year. These people have been let go and have continually committed crimes over and over and over again. Here we go again. Another one. The the, the one who, who slashed the woman's throat, who hit the woman with the thing uh the, the, the thing in her head. All this stuff from and they had been let go thirty some odd times. Yo, go bye. Bye. Should have been gone a long time ago. I'm mad. I'm mad, I'm mad, and I'm triple mad. Get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have been absolutely great. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. Oh yeah, you too. Right, you too. You too. Thank Good you, day, fellas. Thank you. All right. You sound like you're a little mad though. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Hold> me? <laughs> Leave with a smile. Leave with a. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all know I'm leaving with a smile. Y'all know I'm leaving with a smile. I ain't got no other choice. Say, All right. Have a blessed say, one. Say it, with, say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get this benediction uh, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 1, 5, and 6. Woo, have we had some kind of week, y'all. It's been real interesting over here on It's Due Time all week. You know, we've 
talked about all kinds of things. You know, we talked about Monday, the judge. <laughs> we put these people in, you know, in these positions. The judge who uh, shot her boyfriend in the head tried to make him think that he was the one who shot himself. Uh, poor plan. Um, and only to find out that she had, a few years ago, done the same thing, shot shot her husband, uh, and they're divorced now. But that was dismissed. You know, each day we talk about these stories, and, you know, it, I, I've, I've been looking at Instagram a little more often because I'm about to uh, start doing some videos. So I've been looking at the Internet a little bit more, surveying what it is I'm going to be talking about on, you know, on different occasions. And I said to Shanti's, I'm like, this is the world. This is the world. And it's a scary world out here. And I say to myself, I couldn't thank God more for loving me so much that he gave me an opportunity to accept him. I couldn't imagine being hopeless right now. I couldn't imagine being without God right now. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I mean, I'm at the point where I say to her on a regular basis, girl, this is the world. This is what we are facing every single day. Now, here's the problem, and, and, and this is why you heard me just ranting a minute ago, and y'all know how I can get, um, and I make no excuses for it. Here's my problem. We, we are at a point where we can't even trust the people who we are either voting in or the judges who, you know, manage to get there or whomever, whoever, the police officers who are being sworn in and, you know, the, the chancellors of the school. And we, we don't have choices in some matters and other matters. We do vote you in because we honestly believe what you tell us. Do you know how many people now are saying, I'm not even going to bother to vote? Now, we all know that's like the worst attitude that you could really develop these days because, you know, we need you to vote because if not, people like Trump get in. But that's what's happened now. People are becoming so discouraged because they're putting hope into man. Now, I put my hope into Jesus. And I'm still discouraged. Can you imagine what it feels like to people who are only putting their hope into man? Imagine what it must look like to them. Imagine what it must feel like to them. See, it takes Jesus to say to us, I know you're discouraged. Woo! I pay attention. I know you're discouraged, but I got this. Oh, wait. Whoa. Whoa. He says, I got you, and I got this. But the people out here in the world, they don't know that. So 
it's all over for them. This is why you can look at somebody and, and, and let somebody look at you and feel threatened, and now you're pulling out a gun despite the fact that your better judgment says there are children out here, there's people out here, other people who could get hurt outside of the person that I'm targeting, but I'm going to shoot anyway. See, it takes a person who knows the Lord to say, I'm going to keep on going, and I'm going to go to the to the voting box anyway. I'm going to push forward despite. Because, see, I'm not walking in this thing by myself. I'm not alone. I got Jesus. I got God. See, this ain't about just Stephanie and the world. This is not just about KL and the world, Al and the world, uh, Ainsley and the world. This is me God and Jesus, God, Jesus, and me in this fight. And this is why we need to make sure we hold on and we grab on to Jesus because that's the only way we're going to make it. That's the only way we're going to be on a show like this and keep our sanity. This is going to be the only way we can hear this stuff day in, day out, comment on it day in, day out, but still not want to become a vigilante, not wanting to, you know, get our own vengeance, not wanting to give up. This is why we need Jesus. Because other than that, this is purely why we, this is why we ain't going to make it. This, this one particular individual has let how many people go only for them to menace again. How do you look at yourself in the mirror at night? And if you made the first mistake, so, so I, I didn't make, this This was my new thing. I'm going to start letting people go because I'm going to give them another chance. And we don't want to overcrowd the prison system unnecessarily. But when you didn't watch four or five times of this happening and you have made a bad decision, at what point do you correct yourself? This is why we need Jesus. Because, see, it's the spirit of the Lord that says, okay, you didn't did this nine times, and you see it ain't working, Stephanie? Try me now. Ah, try Jesus. I promise you, you won't go wrong. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph, and I'm signing off. And I want to thank my due time crew, my men, for taking us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to just accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Please join us on Sunday, God Spares. I forgot last week was All-Star Weekend. Ain't nobody paying attention to prayer. People want to look at the basketball game. But this week, God Spares, we will be in the Word Prayer Project prayer room. Come on in the room and see what we're praying about. Until then, God Spares, our life, I love you. (laughs) 